Ohio people with Mennonite views, and they're gonna give us some missional news. Ohio Conference Cast. You are listening to Ohio Conference Cast, a podcast dedicated to sharing missional stories and other information about Ohio Mennonite Conference. Welcome, everybody, to Ohio Conference Cast. This is Bill, and I'm here with... Jacob. And Jacob and I are here with... Dick Barrett. And Dick Barrett, as you know, is the Ohio Conference Minister. I would just like to stop for a minute to say this is a little weird. I haven't done this in a long time, but it's good to be back for a minute. And I'm happy to join Jacob. And our task today is to get inside Dick's head a little bit, see what he's thinking and what his hopes and dreams are. So I'll let Jacob start us off. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for joining us today, Dick. We're really glad to have you. And one of the big things we want to talk with you about is the uh, review process that we're undergoing as a conference. And maybe just to get us started, we were kind of wondering, have you seen the spirit at work in this process since it started back in April? And are there some things that have stood out to you, maybe just to start with the sharing there? Well, I'd just like to start how it's good to be back. It's been a while since I've been part of the podcast, and so I'm glad some people in conference have willingly taken it back up again. I think it's an important part of what we do in communicating who we are as a conference, so thank you to the two of you for helping out with it as well. And I'd share more about the discernment process and where I see the spirit work than you trying to get into my head, so I will... Uh, <laughs> a lot of people have tried that over the years, and uh, but uh, yes, it's been an interesting season. It is for all of us in our personal lives, in the life of our churches, and in the life of our congregations um, and conference. And so looked at starting a review process. Um, A lot of things have gone on in the life of the conference over the last many years. Some conflict, some struggle, but also a lot of good things as well and focus on being more missional and what does it mean to be the Church of Jesus Christ in our own communities. And so at our annual conference assembly in March, The delegates approved or gave strong affirmation for starting a review process to look at a few different things. And so we hired uh, Jeannie Zimmerle-Jancy from um, Design Group International and to help us with three primary areas. One was to kind of look at our structure and with our vision and the new mission of gathering, equipping, and sending our congregations by the power of the Holy Spirit to live out God's great commandments and Jesus's great commission in their own communities. And how does our structure, our current structure, fit with our mission? And because the current structure was many years ago that when, that it was developed. So that was one of the areas. The other area was the recognition that with our new mission and if our structure changes, then there's going to be a need to change our current constitution. That was the second main area. And the third was to review our affiliation with Mennonite Church USA. Okay, uh, thanks. I'm going to stop you there uh, to do a couple things. One, my job as a pastor to look out for my people. Uh, for the sake of Dan and Jeannie, I'm going to correct for all of Ohio. Okay. It's Yancey. Yancey, okay. Jeannie Zimmerly Yancey. There are other other folks with that last name who say Jancy. Dan informs me that they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so our consultant is Jeannie Zimmerly Yancey. All right, those are my points for my people. Uh, she's a member of my congregation. So the review process is about structure based on new mission statement, uh, which is based on the realities of what we're doing, right, and what we think is on the way. And then uh, constitution is going to have to be part of that if you change that because that's linked to structure. 
And then the look at our affiliation is something that we've had on the table if some things changed and some things have changed. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll get out of your way now and you can continue. Yeah. So your question is, have I, how have I seen the Holy Spirit at work? Well, I think the Holy Spirit is always at work, whether it's in when we think things are going well, and um, but he's, he and she's also at work when in our struggles and when we're dealing with tension and anxiety and conflict, right? The Holy Spirit is at work then. There's no doubt in my mind that the Holy Spirit is at work. Specifics? Well, the first, our consultant met with the leadership team for a, ret- a one-day retreat and it was obvious that the Holy Spirit was present that day, that um, the entire leadership team was on board with recognizing that we want what's best for conference and for our congregations, and there are good things, even in the midst of all the things that are going on, there are good things happening. We might not know exactly what the future looks like for conference, but there was strong agreement that we want the conference to succeed and we want to do what Jesus is calling us to do as a conference together. And so that was obvious. That was, And I, I think the timing of things is also recognition of the Holy Spirit's presence. We went to ACA. We employed the consultant, not knowing what lied ahead, especially with MCUSA and the de- their special delegate assembly. And so just the timing of it um, has been obvious that the Holy Spirit has been at work. Yeah, it's interesting to me, too, that the actual um, wording in our new, is it the vision statement or the mission statement that says, in the power of the Holy Spirit? which In the mission statement. Mission that, statement, yes. right, um, even says that that's something that we invite, we seek after, and it's encouraging to hear that you've you've experienced that in the process itself. It's yes, like what we, we've named it, but then you've experienced it yes. as well. Well, one thing I noticed, I was looking at the conference website yesterday as we were preparing for today, and I saw the initiative for Dwelling in the Word. And so we've talked a little bit about the Spirit, but it might be interesting to hear a little bit about what inspired your invitation for members of Ohio Conference to read through the entire New Testament. I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Well, the leadership team as a whole recognize that it's going to be a difficult and stressful time for both conference and our congregations. And we recognized that the best way to work ourselves during this time is through the spiritual disciplines, that we need to be well-grounded in some of the spiritual disciplines. So Paula Snyder-Belusic, our assistant moderator, um, Dan Hooley, our prayer coordinator, and myself got together and we thought, well, are there some spiritual disciplines that we can engage in over the course of the discernment and review period that would help us? Actually, we went back to the suggestions that the delegates had given us at annual conference assembly, and we discovered that there were four that really stood out. One was reading through the Bible, fasting, prayer, and biblical communal discernment. And so we thought, well, those are the ones that the delegates are recognizing is important, so those are the ones that perhaps we should focus on. And we talked about we're reading through the Bible, and my observation is I think we are all guilty of picking certain verses or passages in the Bible that we want at a certain point or to emphasize, and we de-emphasize some others. Oh, we would never do that. (laughs) We're all pure and holy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we think about, well, which passages do we pick? And I'm like, well, I think we just need to pick the entire New Testament. I think with all the spiritual disciplines, we think that if we do them just the right way, then we're going to 
clearly get answers about different things. Right. And that has not been my observation about how it works. I think we stay grounded in the spiritual disciplines and the Holy Spirit speaks to us in ways that we never expected it to speak to us. So, um, yeah, so that was, so I thought, well, we can do, we can read through together between now and the end of the year. We can read through at least the New Testament together and try to discern how God might be speaking to us together. So spiritual formation is kind of your thing, right? You've done a lot of extra study and diving into that. Do I remember that correctly? Yeah. I realized when um, when I first got called, to, well, I grew up Catholic, and so, but in my growing up Catholic days, uh, there wasn't a lot of spiritual formation in me, and then I drifted away from the church, and when I got called back to the church and then went to seminary, my goal was I felt called to be a pastor, and so I got through seminary as quick as I could get through, and probably I realized once I got hired to be a pastor that maybe the one area that I didn't spend enough time was on spiritual formation, so I have sure. spent a lot of time. So spiritual formation is one of those, I call these big fat words <laughs> in the church, um, could you, just for those of us who've heard the word and maybe not really sure, it sounds kind of funny to us, what is spiritual formation? Yeah, it's In hard three to define. words or less. It's hard to even <laughs> grasp it yourself when you're experiencing it, other right. than it's engaging in certain spiritual disciplines like reading scripture on a regular basis or praying in a certain way, like centering prayer or fasting. It's engaging in disciplines that allow the Holy Spirit to work in one's life over time. And I think that's how we be transformed through spiritual transformation. And again, it's one of those things that's hard to define, hard to kind of. We, we again, we're very results oriented. We want to see the results, right. but that has not been my observation. I was sharing at a congregation recently. There are certain things, like even the, the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I mean, I think those are the goal for to be formed, right? But it doesn't just happen overnight. If you were to ask somebody about those nine spiritual gifts, if they were in me 30, 25 to 30 years ago, I don't think you would have found too many people that would have seen them <laughs> in me. But if you were to ask people today, they would say yes. And not that I, I still have room to grow in all of those, probably. But, but so the spiritual formation, God has, through the Holy Spirit, has worked through that formation over time to form me into a different person than I was. So spiritual formation is a little bit of God's work, but a little bit of our work, too, to set aside time to practice some discipline, some ways that we intentionally focus so that we give God room in our lives to to push yes. us. And I would say God does most of the work. Right. Just we allow sure. we yeah. allow our yeah. we put ourselves in a position that he yeah. he can do the work. All right. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, and kind of piggybacking on that, it seems like some of the things you said already are that in this particular season, others in conference and you yourself have seen ways in which hope and renewal and newness could come through um, some spiritual formation and, and creating that space. Could you say a little bit more about how spiritual formation could be an asset to our conference in this season? Maybe how it could uh, bolster or enliven what's going on for us? Well, I think spiritual formation is critically important during this season. Um, I try to, it seems like we always, or at least especially me, I have a tendency to go towards the negative as opposed to the positive. Uh, I think the negative part of it is 
the lack of deep spiritual formation becomes more obvious when we enter into difficult seasons of our life, whether when the anxiety goes up, whether when there's disagreements and we don't recognize other people like we should or don't listen well in those times that I think the lack of spiritual formation is becomes evident. And so as we enter into this, or we, we have been a part of this season for a while, but I think the spiritual disciplines are vitally important uh, during this time. I'm sitting here and thinking, at first I agree with everything you've said, but I'm thinking assistance or annoyance. Like, <laughs> like it can be really annoying to sit in a meeting and not get to the task at hand, right? We've set aside this time and we're here and let's just get to the deal. Let's just figure out. Even people listening on this podcast are thinking, we got Dick Barrett in the room. We need to talk about, you know, the elephants in the room, right? And we haven't. We've been dancing around him talking about spiritual formation. Just want to name that. I also want to name all that as a problem, right? Uh A problem in me Mm -hmm. that I want to push toward a solution and an answer and have people see things my way or, or whatever, you know, is going to happen. And what I hear you saying uh, and some of the wisdom that I hear is that we want to jump to the answer. You know, we want to shape even our formation time to get to a certain point. And that's really not the way God typically works in us. Right. Yeah. And so maybe we could all hear a call to say, yes, there are things we need to decide, but it is more important that we are formed in Christ together. And maybe that will affect how long it takes us to get there. I'm not trying to make an announcement about that. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. I, I kind of really, because it's, it's a problem for all of us as human beings. Yeah. I, I kind of relate it to when I first, when I was trained as a spiritual director and when I was going through the training and I would meet with the directees for an hour and I got to the end of it and I'm like, well, where, what happened? Like, <laughs> I struggled. Didn't do anything. <laughs> I went to my facilitator and was like, well, I don't know if anything happened. <laughs> and she said, well, you don't know if anything happened. It, it's going to take time to, right? right? So we always want that, that result. And the other thing is that with spiritual formation, I think the recognition is that how we process, how we discern different things, how we interact with one another is just as important as the decisions that we might make. Yeah. Well, that's hard to accept, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Like, it's really hard. Yeah. It's, it's really easy to hard. sit here and say it, and then it's sure. another thing yeah. when I'm sitting in a room with people that I might disagree with, or it's not. Right. Yeah. Right. One of the words that I found so helpful earlier on when we were initially processing together as local pastors in our partnership the results of the special delegate assembly was a word that Thomas had shared from Romans chapter 12 about uh, mourning with those who mourn and rejoicing with those who rejoice. And I've been spending a lot of time with that scripture and the broader context at the beginning of the chapter is be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It seems right in sync with what you're saying. And right after that transformation, then it it lays out all the ways in which you can interact with others in light of that new mindset and how you have empathy and how you have capacity to to work together through hard things. And I guess as you're talking about this, it's really resonating with me in, in light of that scripture that we need a renewal. We need a transformation of our thinking as we work through this. Continual transformation, right? That's the hard. We think we're going to arrive at some point right. someday, and that's not how it works during our life here on earth, that we need to continually be transformed by the Holy Spirit. So, so Jacob and Dick, is it possible to mourn with 
those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice over the same thing from different <laughs> sides? I mean, am I allowed to mourn with those who are mourning what happened in May and rejoice with those who are rejoicing with what happened in May? I, th- I would say that would be the ideal. <laughs> That's the ideal part about our spiritual formation that we can do that, right? And yeah. um, But it's hard. Often we're, we're experiencing one of those emotions ourselves right, right at the same time. So, so or maybe both. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Very true. I'm kind of wondering, uh, as you think ahead to the journey we're on, um, are, are there some hopes that emerge for you, for example, for the fall delegate gatherings or for the meeting that's coming up here in August with Jeannie, uh, maybe some things that are on your mind that, boy, it would be, it would just be a tremendous blessing if these things came to fruition or some version of them came to pass. I would say my ultimate hope is that the fruit of the Holy Spirit is present in each of the delegates that are engaged in our delegate assemblies and that are coming both in the fall and then the winter and then our annual conference assembly. My hope is that the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control are present at some level in everyone. That's We all want what is best for our congregations and best for conference and the denomination in the long run. So I think it's important that we patience is, is, is hard, especially in this season that we're in. Patience and listening to people that are in different places on different subjects is difficult during this season because that's certainly not what our culture is is showing us. And so I think we need to be patient because that's how God works, through, through patience and through processes and speaking to us in ways that maybe we didn't expect. And, and we need to be aware of that and so i think that's one of the things and just the recognition that we want to hurry up but we are also still early on in the review process and so we're the credentialed pastors are meeting with our process consultant on august 23rd and that's for all credentialed ministers of ohio conference active credential ministers and spending a day with her and trying to discern where they think conference is at and where god might be leading us and so we'll take the information that we have there and then Jeannie will be leading our delegate sessions beginning in the end of September. Um, she'll be leading the four or five delegate sessions that we have. So I think our hope is that people realize that this is still kind of towards the beginning of it. Um, we'll be meeting with the delegates for the first time. Then we will be having pastors and delegate meetings again in later in the winter and then before annual conference assembly. So my hope is that there's a good interaction good listening, and um, a good sense of God's Holy Spirit at work in all of us. So at the delegate sessions, or at the, what are they called, cluster meetings, right? There was something in conference perspective and and the communications that these are going to be a little longer, maybe, than we're used to. We're kind of used to 90 minutes, I think. Right. Uh, And Part of the purpose of the podcast is communication. Right. Let's right. just review kind of what those are going to look like. We want to really engage Jeannie and have her be the facilitator of them, and we want to hear from everybody. And so we, I mean, our delegate gatherings have been regional delegate gatherings over the last several years have been well attended, and so we realize that and might even be more well attended this time and so we want to make sure that everybody's heard and so we tried to find a balance because 
Jeannie said she would take all the time that we could give her. <laughs> and and the recognition that people have to travel for our delegate meetings, and many of them have worked that day. And so what is usually an hour and a half is going to be closer to two or two and a half hours just to be able to, to accomplish what we want and to, and to hear from everyone. And direct also... That will be the primary focus of the entire fall gathering, other than a couple announcements of some upcoming events, but that will be the okay. primary so focus. So it won't be the normal, what we've been kind of used to of uh, reading scripture and then sharing about other for, things. For and, yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. And the, and the August 23rd meeting with the credentialed pastors, that follows, I think you mentioned before, she already met with the leadership team. She, so she's met with the leadership team for a one-day retreat. Okay. And then she's meeting with the credentialed ministers for a one-day retreat. And she will also be meeting with the ministry development team at a at a later point after the okay. delegate sessions. And, yeah. and then our clusters. Yes. So really important for folks to get f- people to the cluster meetings. Yes. It's important yeah. to attend the cluster meetings. It's important to appoint your delegates. It would be important to, we think it's important for continuity so that the person that attends, you're representing your congregation. So if you can attend each of the cluster meetings in preparation for annual conference assembly, and we're asking congregations also to perhaps appoint a delegate that could fill in for so like an yeah, alternate? The, yes. Yeah, and, yeah okay. that's the word I was looking for, an alternate. Um, so that that person has listened in, and if need be, the person somebody can't attend their annual conference assembly, um, they could fill in for them. Well, thank you very much for taking this time with us today, Dick. It's been really helpful to hear your thoughts, and it's exciting to me to be on a journey where we're really looking for God to do most of the work, and we're trying to just open our hearts and make ourselves available to what he reveals. That's very exciting. And I wanted to ask if you had any final thoughts before we close our time, anything else that you'd like to highlight? Uh, It could be upcoming events or anything else that you think it's good for our listeners to hear. I I think it's been a difficult season for all of us, right? Whether it's conference level or congregations, and it almost seems like it's, okay, we've had a nice summer break I, th- I think people need it, especially for those of us that did attend the MCUSA Special Delegate Assembly and a lot of different feelings. Again, good for some and frustration for others, but a lot of mixed feelings. So it's, we've had this time to kind of settle a little bit. And so I think it's time to start thinking about the future again and where God is calling us as a conference and for each of our congregations to look at where has God is God. Cause I think God's in the dismantling of different things too. Like a lot of our old, we're definitely in a season where churches already look different than they did several years ago and most likely they're going to look different in another few years so but the recognition that god is at work in all of it and for us to get on board with what what he's doing that would be my encouragement in the months that lie ahead that's excellent well thank you again and also i want to thank my co-host bill for being on here. It's been a while, but I'm sure our listeners are glad to have you back. And until next time, goodbye. Ohio people with Mennonite views and they're gonna give us some national news. Ohio Conference Cast.
Thank you for listening to another edition of Ohio Conference Cast. We would love to hear from you. Our email is ohioconferencecast at gmail.com. Ohio Conference Cast is brought to you by the Ohio Conference Leadership Team, along with Norm Sohar, sound engineer, Megan Sohar, voiceover, Ann Lehman, publisher, and our many guests and listeners.